A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello. This is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. Y'all, this is reality games. And Poodle's talking about his faggy hand. <laughs> no. It's like it's like that God uh, kind of You're thing. not the person from the Michelangelo <laughs> painting on the top of the Sistine I'm Chapel. I'm just saying I love a, a graceful hand gesture. The shit you must think about or look in the mirror <laughs> when you masturbate, I bet it's beyond <laughs> all of us. <laughs> it's just like my, my face is like. <laughs> Y'all, this is Reality Gaze. This, this is Reality Gaze. Part two. What, what's the name of this episode? Part two of False Starts and Promises. I don't think we said that on the first episode. Yeah, they got it. But it is season five, episode five. It's a good episode. Uh, I think we're a third of the way into this season. Sure. So, y'all, that fist is a third of the way in. I like you. You're so, like... I love this about you. you're still like quantifying. Okay, well, if this episode happened, this episode, then we're a fifth of, the, and I'm just like I'm numbers. I'm here for the ride until we're over. No, it's for me. It's a numbers Y'all, thing. I swear to God, <laughs> Poodle Poodle sat in our hotel room, <laughs> and, and he. This is 100 percent true. He for about 20 minutes. He fucking calculated based off of Merch how much sales. our bags weighed at the air. Those duffel bags. How much the duffel bags oh, weighed at the airport. Fucking duffel bags. And then how many shirts we brought. And then he calculated how many we sold. How many ounces each shirt weighed. And guess what? I was right. And he figured out the weight. No, you were wrong because you said, "Oh, I think we sold enough. We should be fine." And he oh, that's right. I was wrong. So that way we wouldn't have to pay the overweight fee at the airport. Because our bags were like 65 pounds each when we checked them in. But now they were only like 50-something we, each. It, you were angry because we missed one bag by two pounds. But I was so tired. I didn't want to. You were so tired. So I was we, so beat down at the airport. Y'all, because we got stranded at the airport for like 10 hours because they took Not us off our Not 10 hours. Six hours. Six hours, our flight. But we finally got in. 
But um, we're glad they did it. The plane wasn't safe. So they stitches. And then they resat us on the plane. And they put me in... I don't want to even talk about this. They, I hoped you would not bring this up. They put me in like premium plus for United. Which you did not pay for. And I did not pay you for it. You did not pay for they it. They bumped me up, y'all. It was like two seats. I had a reclining footstool. I had like ambient lighting. I could change the colors of the light. Was your television screen a 20-inch television screen in front of you? No. Okay, because they threw Poodle in the, like the back five <laughs> I rows. I was next to the bathroom. <laughs> in row 40. <laughs> but with, it was an aisle seat. With the dogs. <laughs> there was a dog. <laughs> and someone who had five children. <laughs> And a mother kept saying, I swear to God, you're going to bed early when we get home. <laughs> Everyone around me slept. It was very pleasant. I was take. I was thrown to, I was given the dregs of a seat. And, and we, I paid, I paid we, we for We paid for Economy Plus. We paid for Economy Plus. So you got, you got promoted. I did. And I got demoted. It's Y'all, true. We booked our tickets at the exact same time. We did. There would have been no reason to treat these tickets differently. I, it's, I, it is foul play. I'm sorry. It, let's hope it doesn't happen I don't happen have again. the best travel karma. I will say that. <laughs> it, it's not. I but, have never in my life had a mechanical problem and had to deboard a plane and wait for another plane until I took a flight with Poodle. They did say, never. So the problem is this plane will not get us to Los Angeles. Whereas I was like, does that mean the plane just falls out of the sky about somewhere over Utah? It'll get us to Phoenix (laughs) and then it's done. I just love the way they talk about it. They're like, so ladies and gentlemen, this plane will not get us to Los Angeles. (laughs) It was a big plane too. It was a big it was plane. Interact- that the jets on that was like four people high. I'm now I'm happy that they were able to find another plane. There were people in the airport that were acting like that they were so put off by it, like they were all of a sudden like a Bosnian refugee with PTSD. They were <sighs> so upset by it. Yeah. I actually I th- thought I handled the delay quite well. I think we both did. Um, because we know, like we said at the end of last time, we know people are doing the best yeah. they can. Y'all, it's a mechanical error. It's not someone, the airline. Someone it's not the, United's the, fault. The flight crew, and they're like, uh, so what do you guys, should I book another flight or what? And, and they're like, we're the crew. We know just as much as you do. We've been here as long as you. And that, that smile is just plastered on their face. And one guy's like, they're, they're going to let you know something as soon as promised. She's like, trust me, we're, we're, we're in it just like you are. They're like, go away. I'm trying to have some semblance. (laughs) Now, I will say it wasn't cool that whoever loaded the food just loaded the hamburgers and salads for first class and forgot to load (laughs) any of the other food. So we just got drinks. That's true. And they United sent us a voucher, but they didn't specify in the voucher. The voucher was for airport use only. So I didn't these, know that. All these people were trying to use this $10 voucher and learned <laughs> it's not on the plane, you idiots, while you're stuck at the airport for six hours. <laughs> so we went and paid for our meal at Chili's when we could have gotten into discount. No one gives a shit about any of this. <laughs> we're going on and on and on. This is first world problems, and we know people are really going through it right but now. But I, I will say... 
travel delays suck. Y'all be kind to your flight crews. Be kind to your yes. airport workers. Be kind to your gate agents. Everyone's trying to do the best they can. The, that that flight attendant is doing the best they can. And with you screaming, is the reason why they're fucking a different man in every city. Because <laughs> they've got to get the pain the away. The only time I did, you, you, you weren't around me when I said this. But there was the the the, the gate agent said, and let's say kind of saying, you guys, we we cannot take forty five minutes to to load this flight. We did this once before. You guys know how to do this now. Let's quickly board this plane once we got a new plane. And there were people trying to decide what seat they wanted to sit in with the groups, and it was holding up the line. And I went, Jesus Christ, we already did this once. <laughs> <laughs> and a woman looked at me. She's like, Sorry. I was like. <sighs> <laughs> that's a mother poodle. But that is not an airline thing. That's people being stupid. That's people being ridiculous. And they were holding up the line. And at one point, the flight attendant heard me do that. And said, yeah, you guys going to move on. Everyone was so done. <laughs> there was no time for stupid people. We didn't people. even board in groups. We all just kind of meandered in. You know what? <laughs> no one cares about this story. No one. I I'd had it. You had had. Turn on the timer. Ow! All right. All right, y'all. Today oh. we're talking about three couples announcements. We y'all listen to the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> listen to that. Uh, uh, we, let's just say Chicago. We we had a great time in oh, Chicago. We had a wonderful time. Uh, Darcy and Stacy did start tonight. Yeah, starting as we're recording this and episode. Y'all, the twins are back. Our New York shows. I can already tell you right now. Those shows are gonna be lit. I um, think so too. I'm excited. Chicago I'm excited was to wonderful. See our our friends in New York. Um, We're gonna see our ACAST friends in New York. I'm very. Yeah. It's gonna be a good trip. Uh, I'm already planning the New York musical number that I hopefully I will won't change at the very last minute. Let's but if see. I decide to do it, I will because that's my prerogative. <sighs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. It's, it's New York. You gotta sing. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe you know. Um, also, you got to dance with New York. Maybe I'll break out my tap shoes and I'll do a little tap dance. You want to dance with me and bring, since you're such the good dancer now? Yeah, I can't bring your tap shoes. It'll score up the floor. <laughs> it's a requirement of the Gramercy. Yeah, uh-huh. Yep. You know, I'll throw a little salt down and do a soft shoe. Uh, and I'll throw marbles, uh, <laughs> uh, showgirl style. That's what I'll do. That's what I'm dealing with, everybody. My nose itches. Um, okay, I'm going to shut that's up. about it. Chicago was great. I will we say. We had a lovely time meeting a lot of great people. A lot I'm of great I'm still sissies. thinking about Chicago pizza. It's very, very I, good. If somebody could bring it to me right now, I would want it. I'll, I want to give a shout out to where we ate. We ate at Maple and Ash. That was great. It's a big, great. It's a, it was a little, it was a high-end restaurant. Yeah. A little pricey, but it, it was totally worth it. It was one like our one fancy meal. The yeah. The time we ate garbage. Not garbage. It was good. No, I'm, I'm. Forty percent cheese. Yes, we had and thirty percent beef. We did have paisanos. That's a Chicago yeah. pizza chain. Several it was really good. Recommended. Some of you are screaming and saying, "No, you want this? You know Fuck what? Off. It was. We did the best we could. It was negative twelve below, and it was the closest was that we had so heard of. Cold. So cold. So cold. I wasn't made for it. I screamed. How do people live in this? You did. And but then then there were the, the the obligatory straight men running around with like cargo shorts without without like coats. Did yeah. you see some of those? There was yes. It was like negative three. Um, you wanted to sleep with them, and so did I. Point made. Point made. <laughs> and we all went to we went to that Sephora 
to y'all i had to go this is how bad it was i had to go the first night of the show i put powder on our faces and it just chalked on our skin you talk about that i don't know well i don't know why that's remarkable the skin because your skin is normally not that dry but because of the heater and everything so y'all of course the next day i had to go to sephora and get a cream blush and my bag fell off my shoulder when i when i got so you had to need a new bag yeah. So we got we got all of our accoutrements, but in the Sephora. I bought a bag by the time you were shopping at Sephora. <laughs> I was still looking at things at Sephora. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I bought a bag. And I went, great. And, but we're in Sephora and we hear, how did you get here? No, 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 no. And I felt like this was a gay sign. <laughs> things are looking up. There was a Thunderpuss Whitney Thunder Houston Puss. remix on at Sephora. Uh, and this not queen, Whitney Houston, Deborah Cox. Oh, Deborah Cox. And, the, and, the, and this queen was like, we were like dancing together. He was helping me find cream blush. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> we went with the NARS orgasm, the multiple. It was great. No one cares. Someone does. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about, uh, this is part two. Y'all, we're talking about Alina and Caleb and Caleb. Caleb. Uh, so it is post their evening where they had their first kiss. He yes. is shirtless in their bed. He is. And she's like, sup. And they're kissing some more. I don't like their talk, their bed. The talking. narrating, you mean? It, it's the, like <sighs> it's like when he was making out with her before, and he's like, "Oh, uh, oh, hey, you, bleh, you guys." Bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm telling you this now: if you're with someone and you're making out with them, and they stop and look at you, and they're like, and they say cute, clever things they think are clever, like "Oh, hi," or "Oh, hi. didn't see you there." Didn't see you. That person. Thanks for being in my bed. That person doesn't know how to be intimate and they're a douche. <laughs> I might have said that in my 20s. <laughs> Did you know how to be intimate in your 20s? No. And you weren't a douche. You didn't either. No. In my <laughs> 20s, I would have been like, oh my God, he's so funny. He's so clever. He could be a comedian. Uh, so they're like, so how are you feeling? I want to date a stand up comedian. They did not have any By sex. By the way, sorry. Bob Saget, R.I.P. That one hurt. In the words, <laughs> oh my god, you! Know, I just said some de- some jackass is going to say this one hurts. It does hurt. <laughs> I called it out. I watched. I I watched them so much. The- it, I I will say it. I I, I know when people. I say this one hurts. I. I, I'm making fun because people say that a lot, so it's like it's it's almost. I don't say that, but a I'm lot, but I'm but saying I get it, a lot it of sounds do. like you're saying now this death is important. Yeah, I get so that. So there's it's it's the it's the it is it's that it's that tendency that bothers me about it. I think the thing is he was 65 years old and he died in a hotel room. Yeah. So they don't, I don't think they said it. They think it might have been stroke. Or heart related, possibly, but I don't think anything's been released. So prayers going out for him and his family. It, people, people have been more outpouring on social media saying, "What well, is a generally lovely, nice?" That's guy what I always he heard. Was. He told filthy jokes. Yes, yeah. and what a nice guy. Oh, y'all, even, his 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 joke in the Aristocrats was the d- dirtiest thing I've ever was, heard in my I, life. I need to watch that again. That would be a fabulous good. movie. Y'all, if you haven't seen that movie and you're like, I just need to laugh. That yeah. movie makes you laugh so, yeah. so hard. It's I so I saw good. in the theater and I, I had, I was, it was the, I, my stomach had hurt from laughing. Oh, it's so good. 
But um, anyway, even Mary, K- even MK and Ashley made a statement, and they don't. And ever they talk. never talk. They never talk. And Jody Sweeten did a really sweet. She she did a really sweet post. Really, and at the end of her post, she was like, "But you're," she said, "Bob, I something like I hate that you're gone too soon. How rude." It was so sweet. It was really sweet. That made you tear up a little bit. Anyway, sorry. Allergies. Allergies. Anyway, let's talk about somebody who doesn't make us feel Caleb and Alina. You know, the thing is, it is it is this kind of like they're completely – it's for the same reason that Jimena and Mike are extremely compelling for me. Mm-hmm. They have completely forgotten the cameras are there. Alina and Caleb are aware, aware every I, single moment. That's why – I'll be honest, y'all. I think they're probably fine people, whatever. But I don't trust as a as a viewer. I trust you on screen when I feel like you're being authentically yourself. Are you talking about me or talking to me? So like, or you're just saying people when a, I watch them on TV. A metaphorical. And that's true for fiction, reality. As if you're an actor, if I don't believe you, yeah. I don't trust you. The so same. I don't believe, and it's the same for reality. Like I think that's why I do love Darcy and Stacy. Now look, it's a fabricated reality show. But Darcy is this <laughs> raw, beating nerve that can't help but but to but to sabotage her own self yeah. by her own like just anxiety. But it's real and it's yeah. authentic. I do, I get the same type of in a way from both of them that like I get from like the big Eds, like yeah. the people that I just never settle into their story because I just feel like. I'm being played. It's the same vibe I get from Stephanie. Yep. You're never being real. Ugh, don't. Okay, don't. She's in a whole other le- league. But, but but it is that same, yeah. like, when I watch all of them, it's it's uh, because, oddly enough, on Single Life, Jesse and Yennefer, I don't feel that way. That, because they're, they, not, they're not real. They are being themselves because that's what their selves <laughs> yeah. are. They're that gross people. Yeah. It's but there there's nothing there to begin with. There's nothing there to begin with. But so but yeah, I'm just like I know everybody really hates on Caleb. Um and some sissies don't. I don't I, I see think, the bro in this vision. I don't have the hate for I him. I think she's honestly I think she's chasing social media. But I think they're both clout chasers. Yeah. Stop. Yep. Um so they uh this is what I don't we we're we're into this thing where cuz they're I think She's very overly analytical of everything that's happening because, she again, is. y'all, this is all a fairy tale for her. And she's like, it was such a passionate kiss. I kind of wanted something more romantic. And I was just like, kind of like a movie. Again, this is this is not she real. She actually said, I wanted something like in a fantasy. She said that. Or fairy yeah. tale. Yeah. She said that. And then. And Caleb's like, yeah. And um, then she was saying things like, I'm very confused about how this is going to be. Someone and so she's upset that they have not had sex yet. It's been two nights, and here, here's what someone said in our Facebook group. Uh, if the if the if you swap the genders, and if if Alina was a guy who'd been very upset he had not been able to bang this chick that he'd brought over, we would be up in arms. Yeah. 
about it. We would. That's the deal. Honestly, what I do, I think Caleb's into her. No, he's not. I, I said that a lot. I don't think he's in her, into her. But also, I feel like he's. I like I said on the second episode. I feel like he's having a very human experience of meeting someone that he visualized. I think her life yeah. and differently because, and also too, I just think he's not. Uh, I just don't think in a way, I don't know if Caleb is either not emotional or it's like when he tries to be emotional, I feel like he's reading from a script of what emotion's supposed to be. Yeah. Not in a sociopath way, I but think it does feel the, cut off. I think off. it's the camera. He doesn't want to be, he, strangely, this is the ironic thing. He's afraid of how he's going to come off on he camera. He doesn't want to be the asshole. he turns out to be the asshole because he's being so guarded. I, yes, because he does, because y'all, I don't think, we don't think he's into Alina, and he doesn't want to be that person that dumps a little person on fucking exactly. television. And what's weird is she, in all of her talk, and all of her in the moment says, I'm an independent person. I want someone to treat me as I am. Mm-hmm. Everything is this kind of, which sounds like it's advocacy and activism on her part, which is great. But then in real life, she's like, I want to feel that I want you to do things for me. And I want She'll you to feel little. I want take you to yeah. you. Put so me in a carrier. It is. It's, it's a strange. It's mixed signals. Yeah. It's mixed signals that. He's sending, she's sending, and he's giving her mixed signals because I think probably online he leaned into this protector, I'm your man kind of a thing. And now that he's there, y'all, he's like saying, which is a legitimate concern. You know, not everyone is a poodle. (laughs) Y'all, poodle. Thank God. There can be only one like Highlander. It's true. Whatever. I'd kill another one. Whatever Poodle looks like, whatever you look like, act like in the bedroom, if Poodle's into you, he's into you. He's going to find a way to fuck you yep. the first time. I'm going to find a way. Caleb, you got four legs, he'll figure it out. <laughs> Two dicks. I'm creative. That's happened before. Double the pleasure. It's happened that before. They didn't mm-hmm. call him DP his freshman year for nothing. <laughs> and it does not stand for director of photography. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's let's be clear. Let's be clear. But I think Caleb is still There may be a photographer invited. Maybe. But I think Caleb That's is That's your still, phone. It's a uh, prank caller. Um or not prank caller. Spammer. Yeah, that's that's na- You've been playing on my phone. Yo, that's that's, 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 that's Navient student loans prank calling me. <laughs> um that's Ty. <laughs> so who's playing on my phone? It's playing on, y'all love after lockup. It's so good. <laughs> but I think like I'm still thinking about those flow charts or those oh, those vision boards. She's crazy. But where he's like, I don't know how to make love to her. Like I don't know logistically how that's going to go. I'm trying to figure this out. Yep. I think that's a very human, and it's honest, and it's honest, yep. and it just doesn't go over great no it's honest at least that's really important what you just said it doesn't go over great to point out things like that and to say them in a way that that people would rather not hear it's bad yes because i would think if i was in that situation and i was in my head going i just don't i think i'm into them i think i like them maybe i don't Mm -hmm. but i want to figure this out and i'm on the show and i would say something like you know I just want to be a gentleman and give it time. Like I would totally like frame it in a different yeah. way. Oh, he doesn't. I don't, I don't think he could. I don't think he was going to be perceived in any way aside from how he is being. No matter what happened to him, I don't think he would have won at all. 
No, he that's would, what I'm saying. Yeah, he would be perceived. Y'all think about this. If he wanted Are to go you right away, Caleb, a fair chance. Meaning that, would you have been angry or upset with him no matter what if he didn't say, "Oh my God, I'm just so effusively in love with her from the get go"? Would you? Right. It's, and I'm not even trying to defend him. I'm. Saying, I'm not getting defended, yeah. but I don't think he's. I don't think. <clears throat> He's getting a full fair shot from people. I agree. I think people are coming at him a little too soon. Um, but and and at the same time, cut to she some says shit happens. she says things like she is so insecure about the way she is perceived from men, especially because of course her size is she is different from everybody, yeah. from most people, mm-hmm. and so of course that's in the back of her mind every single time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she says, even in her in the moment, she says, am I really that different? And I think we're supposed to say no, but then you see her physically and go, yes, you are, you are, you are, your physical capabilities are quite different. They're different than that. And that's just the best word for it. Different. And so how do we, how do we navigate this together? Right. And do the, I I I think you're exactly right. In there is no good way. There's no. That's not a way to put it. There's no easy way to depict this on reality television. There's not. There's not. Um, and especially where we we it's so easy for us to jump on teams. Team so and so. Team Alina. Team Caleb. Because I'll and, be honest. I don't care how much you pay me. I would not have done what Caleb did. I would not do that on TV because I would be worried Oof. like I'm really into this person, but what if I meet them and I yep. don't and then I'm that asshole? Yep. I would never have done it. Yep. Ever. Totally. So the next thing, they're going to – and it's – But I do think he wants to open his own line of gyms and protein totally, powder. Totally. So they're going to go to the gym. He's putting up her hair. Now, I think you can view this in two ways. Okay. I think you can view this as him suggesting they're going to work out together, y'all. You, I want to show you what I do. Yeah. Um, and I want to see what 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 we can do. I want to see what what you what your capabilities are here, and I want to see uh what what we can do, what we can share together. And because she's doing curls and sit ups, like try to kiss me. So he's framing it in a way I've never seen a gym date really work that didn't feel strange, mm-hmm. but. Or you can frame it in a way. You know what? Of, that, that a lot of people, a lot of people go to the gym together. I don't get that either. You mean as a date? Yes. Oh, I do. That's not, terrible. I don't get that. But like, I know like muscle queen gay guys have done that, and I know a lot of straight people but that have done that. Add on a date? Come at us, sissies. I feel like I've heard a lot of my friends say they'll go. It's not like you do a crazy work, and it's somebody that you've known. Known for it's not like a first or second date, but yes, I, people do this. I don't understand uh, it. I can I can understand a third or fourth date, but I think it's because y'all gay people. I could see them just fucking in the steam room after. Poodle and I probably have a different experience because I'm that bitch that throws up on the treadmill. So <laughs> you don't want that to happen. And Poodle is that bitch that that like after the works out lies lies there and keeps you think he's screaming but he just keeps like sighing to get out the pain of what just happened <laughs> i'm it's not it's not fun for me it's not fun for me either it's excruciating for us um, but i think though for some i think this is his joy and but the other way you could see this is people people would say oh he's just making her do something that he wants to do 
No, and, I think this but, is his hobby. But I'm just saying this is the way people are seeing this. Mm -hmm. For everything they're going to do, they're, we're going to flip this into two different lenses. I bet she'll end up taking – if not, I bet she'll end up taking him to like a music concert or something because yeah. she, she should. But well, Maybe not because of COVID. Uh, so he's – and there is – but there's a way where we would see him as the asshole for making her try to do these things. However, she's more than happy to try these things. And I'm I'm like good on her for trying to do she's even trying the treadmill and it looks really hard for her. But here's the deal. You are you are not seeing Alina as a full embodied person exactly if you keep defending her for decisions that she is capable of making a, her say it for the louder in because the back. you got to realize y'all if we want to be if we want to be we're trying to be good people and we, we want to empower her we want to empower people and we also just want them to live their fucking life and for us to see them as humans she y'all i believe her when she says i'm a badass bitch yeah i do what i want to do when she said i'm not a thirsty ass bitch mm -hmm. All she is thirsty. She's she is incorrect thirsty. there. <laughs> um, but I believe that she is a confident person and she's really accomplished. If she didn't want to, she didn't go upstairs to look at the mosque. With, she didn't want with to. Because she was fine not doing it. And if she doesn't want to work out, she doesn't want to work out. She would tell him. Yep. I agree. So, y'all, they are going to see her friend Maria. Uh, who she went to the university with. Yes. Uh, they've been friends for, for 10 years. Um, he is wearing the douchiest, like, shirt. He is. It is like roses with, like, barbed wire. And he even says, like, oh, I put on my nice shirt for you. And Alina said, oh, did you? <laughs> well, okay. I'm kind of okay with it because that's just her personality. Um, sometimes it gets a little too cutting um, because he doesn't, it, he doesn't really get back at her. He he no, obviously he doesn't. and so she um what I wrote down what the fuck are they drinking what is in these cocktails this I don't bright know. red like devil punch I don't know um so the Maria wants the four one one Maria has beautiful eyes so what what do you think producer set up because this is this doesn't seem like it's someone who really yes, they wants did. to meet who wants to meet Caleb and it seems like it, or everyone in Elena's life thinks they are her protector I, I you know I want to say it's producers but I I worry about that I worry about that um people because a lot obviously we talked about this on the last show Elijah um, he thinks that he's, um, it's codependence too. Did you order your teacup, by the way? I need to get that for the props, y'all. <sighs> I made those poor people in Chicago at Lincoln Hall find me a teacup. Shout out to Autumn at Lincoln Hall who Just had to go run this around this terrible abusive monster. I need a teacup now. Literally, poodle said thirty minutes. Y'all, we're gonna be really easy. We're gonna be really easy. We're not gonna <laughs> want anything. And he's like, "Excuse me, Autumn." Um, a teacup. I need a teacup and a like, saucer. Would a mug work? No, 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 that no. Won't work at all. Not a mug. Not at all. And that's I need more a, of a plate. Not I a saucer. I need a very dainty, gay-looking <laughs> teacup. I really did say this. And to her credit, she found one. She found one. one. She found but one. Everyone in the place knew I'd ask for a teacup. <laughs> everyone knew. Even asked. the bartender's like, "You get your cup, y'all," because that's the deal. <laughs> Poodle says he's not high maintenance. I'm easy. But what have we learned? People that say I'm not high maintenance, oh, we are. say it with me, they're high But I'm very appreciative when you find me things. You are. 
And you're high maintenance. Maybe. You know what? I'm worth it too. I'm <sighs> fucking worth it. Oh God. <laughs> so they are so she just she yeah, just she goes starts in, hard. in and it's like, so uh, tell me about everything. How'd you meet? She's like, actually, I made him a kind of a mail order bride video. It's like, this is what I am, Caleb. Blah, blah, blah. And we actually saw the video. It was it's fu- cute. It's funny. And Caleb was like, I love that she had like a sense of humor. Um, and we, I, but I think also, I just want to add, I think that like bedroom talk, I think both of the way they talk to each other, I think they talk to each other in that flirty, I'm not really telling you what I think language. Yep. I think direct conversations are really hard for both of them. Uh, 100%. And when you're navigating all this, you need to be direct as possible. Anyway, I just wanted so to say that. She, she basically, Maria says, so what are you going to do? Live together in Russia or in America? What's going to happen? Okay. <laughs> Caleb's like, oh, like rough uh, fucking you right away. Um, now, and also, I, Caleb does say this, and it's it comes off because his delivery is weird. He says, but this is a great conversation, but I think it's the one that me and Alina should be having. It, his delivery made it sound like kind of controlling. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't think he meant it that way, but maybe so. I'm just. Uh, it is a fair thing to say, though. But it is a fair thing to say. Um, and she's like, well, sorry I'm asking these questions, but I'm a friend. But again, it's like, you know, but people do this on 90 Day Fiance. Mothers do it. Cousins, friends do this all the time, like asking what are your intentions right. and things like that. And, but we even say to them, like, this is something that should be worked then, out between the couple. even Alina says, let us have our time. Let well, us have our time. then they start full on talking in Russian. Now, this is, there was a lot of talk about this. Because people say, oh, people from other countries, people have always done this on 90 Day Fiance. That's true. However, this is the this, this is reason why this, this was exquisitely rude. Because both Maria and Alina are fully capable of speaking in English. They yeah. spoke Russian directly because they did not want him to understand what they were saying. That was quite that was the only reason they spoke Russian. But I'm saying online this has been a question people or people have been play, playing the downplaying the idea that this was rude. No. Jimena speaking Spanish in front of Mike is fine because neither of them speak each other's <laughs> language. So that's what I'm saying. They are speaking in English because it's the language that all three of them can speak. And also <clears throat> I don't think I wouldn't be bothered if someone said, honey, we're going to talk about like real quick. We're going to talk about this theater show we saw or we're going to talk about this this thing right now. We're going to talk about it in Russian. Yeah, but it wasn't prompted. But they're talking about him. And and on what top of that. and what happened right before it was a confrontation. So it was I obvious that it was something about him. And that's when he just went. So I'm just going to be over here. And again, it sounded rude because that's his delivery. But I, I think that was that valid. Way. I think that was valid. Uh, you would have screamed and said, are you going to talk about me like I'm not here? <laughs> Don't talk about me like I'm not here. That's still you, Magnolias. And so they go back from the way Maria and, you know. Drink your juice, Shelby. Drink your juice. And Caleb says, you know, your fam, he said, your friend is making points, but she's making points, he says, off of limited knowledge. He said, and I know we're making up for long-term plans, but we don't, we're trying to, y'all, I think he's just very analytical and, or his, the way his brain thinks, because this was a very non-emotional way of talking about yep. her relationship. 
I think Alina thinks all emotion. I think there a lot of this is again I go back to again I think they're both acting for the cameras. I don't think either one of them is an asshole person or anything like that. But no, I think, but no, I think they are trying. I don't think either of them are trying to con the other person. I think they both though. They process things completely different. And I think they both process things very slowly. Yes. And Caleb is saying, so, yeah, they're, your friend's making points without limited knowledge, but actually we're even trying. We're finding but, out the information now, trying to die. Yeah. It was just which such is, like, Which is why a lot of people choose online relationships for it's people true. who process things slowly so that you can actually take your time. I would not take 13 years to fucking meet somebody in a relationship. So I agree with this. I agree with everything Caleb's saying, but it literally sounds like an engineer is talking about data. Yeah. And not a relationship. She, he do, she does apologize for speaking Russian. So she knew it was a problem. Yes. Yeah. She, and um, he said, I appreciate you for saying that. And she said, I don't, I'm sorry my friends were too pushy with you. He's like, I think it is a good conversation to have maybe just not now when we're just getting to know one another and and trying to figure things out and he said you know what she was nothing compared to that bitch with the teacup (laughs) y'all you weren't at the live show but i i reenacted his physicality i even exited the theater like he did you did yes like a prancing queen Mm mm-hmm be, those of you at the New York show, a red wig will be purchased. Oh. So, <laughs> I'm going to bring props this time. We're going to have to have a steamer trunk for all my props. <laughs> You're going to carry that at the airport? No. You're going to ship it? Um, I'm going to ship it like you think Mother Poodle like, only costs $10 to ship to I'm New gonna York. I'm going to bring along like a Rosie Jetson style robot okay. to take our baggage. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> So y'all, he they get back to the hotel. He lifts her up and kisses her, and as Bonnie Marr would say, "My mother, this is some heavy." This petty. is heavy. Put his hands on her ass. He she's he unbuttoning his shirt. Up. And I will say, I was one of the people who was kind of I was taken aback by him just kind of throwing her on the bed. Yeah, I was watching this potatoes. at the airport yesterday, and Poodle was watching now, me watch it. Here's the thing, though, I think. She wants that though. I, I, yeah, she wants him to exactly. throw her on the bed like a sack of potatoes because she yeah. wants to feel little and small and protected by him and his and. Arms. But I've got to say, how else is he going to do it? Um, and so, uh, but I so I've kind of gotten over that. I it is it is kind of remarkable to see that her being thrown. Um, anyway, y'all, I had a man throw me on the bed once, and I got into it. So they are they're making out. She's taking his shirt off. They're grinding. It's a little hot. They even they've never done this in 90 Day Fiance. They turn off the lights and then for like the three cameras, seconds we just hear This is the thing. I'm con- Oh no. I am stay I'm 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 I'm, re- I'm certain about this and I'm not going to budge. This felt like the longest time they've ever stayed in the room. The crew has ever stayed in the room. Oh yeah, for sure. For I, they usually don't stay in the room. This I, long. I think, I think a, I think a cameraman named Ed saw some cunnilingus. Uh, and I, and it's rare that we've seen the lights off and hearing sounds. Yeah. So, was, and we do find out, y'all. Spoiler alert: we find out next episode. I took a ride on his disco stick. Because of course you're quoting Lady Gaga yeah. to Elijah. Yas, bitch. Yas, bitch. So they fucked. P.S. There is a way you can. 
you can take a vocal coaching session with uh, Elijah for like eighteen dollars. Because he's that good of a singer. I I don't. I no one ever said that. I kind of want you to take Have it. Very I kind of want you to take it. I kind of want to just and film to, it. Just to just so just to. Wow. So I can report back. Yeah. I really should take it. Maybe, he, but he probably listens to us talking about him. He might. So he might know who you are. I could put on a fake or might not. mustache. Who was it? He could be like Harry from Too Hot to Handle. I was like, oh yeah, we we covered you on a show. We're, I'm Maddie for the from reality, reality guys. Who? Never no. heard of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You're really tall. Just take the picture, Harry. Okay. Is it Too Hot to Handle coming back? Yes. It's, I don't think we're doing it. Y'all, I don't know if we're going to be able to do Too Hot to Handle. We, we're getting raw dog. We're getting raw dog by... I know. Sorry, pa- Patreon. Sorry, Patreon. Patreon. But we're getting raw dog on the free feed. You're getting a lot of free feed content. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to talk about me, Memphis, you, Hamza, right, um, yes, right after the break. Yes. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but That all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds. And they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals, you know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not in a purple, and don't even get her started on baby's breath. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes, our Canadian fans love the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. 
That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our song, Finch Song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Song Finch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free, so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. I don't know what this is. Oh, it's the it's the instrumental version of a country song called Memphis, and they fucked it up. You're on fire tonight. <laughs> Again, I'll roll with it. We had a musical malfunction in the first episode, part one. This is Memphis and Hamza. <laughs> Mom, mama, mama Hamza, mother Hamza is just making oh. up the bed. She's, y'all, she is mother poodling big time. She's doing a lot of sighing. She's a lot of sighing. She's wringing her hands. But she's so beautiful. <laughs> I, who, who is, you've watched a lot of these movies. She reminds me, I can't think of them. One of those kind of pretentious movies where just women had to be kind of beautiful and stoic and hold all their pain inside. Yeah, That's this like, woman. Like my, like my pilot for salt wives. <laughs> yeah. That I really yes. want to do. Yes. Yes. Y'all, if anybody knows Francis McDormand, <laughs> we've just, I, I, I haven't written a script yet, but I, I know just with the, just with the, I would, I just give her the idea. She would sign on. I'm sure. Um, it's kind of AMC kind of, I think I, I would get more control, I think, at AMC, creative control, but the budget would be, be bigger at HBO Max or maybe Amazon Prime. Possibly. Prime Video. Yeah. Possibly. Franny McDormand, Connie Britton. I call her Franny because we're friends. Okay. Connie yeah. Britton. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think I said before, um, uh, 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 Alfrey Woodard. I love, love Alfrey Woodard. Love her. She's from um, Oklahoma. You know that? She's up by Tulsa. 
lovely. Yeah. Um. Uh. I. I. This. And remember, their their husband. They're away. They're fishermen's wives. Yeah. And a man dies every time. Uh. And they have to comfort a grieving widow. <sighs> Sounds <laughs> it's uplifting. Gold, Jerry. It's gold. And then who would be the comedic actress? Would this this would be their breakout where they're doing something dramatic? Because they always have oh, that. Oh, good point. You got to have a comedic actress, someone real funny that knows. Chelsea one... Peretti. Chelsea Peretti. Oh, oh, oh. Brooklyn yeah, yeah. Nine-Nine. Yeah, okay. There you go. We might know somebody knows Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. Not going to happen. Fine. All right. So, y'all, Mama Hamza says... I warned him so many times. God only knows what happened in that room. There's someone who knows what happened in that room, and it's the cat who was in that room going, meow. <laughs> Y'all, that when cat's they, eyes. When they cu- I wrote, cut to the cat. That, that cat's eyes like, I saw I, When they cut to the cat, I, I <laughs> laughed. That, I laughed in public, and Jake looked at me because we were sitting in an airport watching the show. <laughs> I was there the whole uh, the time. I saw everything. And so, y'all, Memphis uh, has, uh, she says, you know, I don't know. I didn't know what to do because Memphis. You weren't the, supposed to sleep out there. Well, in the did mid- you think your mother heard anything? Then she says, so Hamza decided to sneak into my bedroom, bedroom. last night. And like. And I couldn't resist. I couldn't say no. So. But I wasn't. But I, I don't want her to know that we had sexy time. But but I did. I wasn't. But I didn't say no because I really need. I wrote, wrote down. I really need to test drive that dick first. It's, I needed to just get on it and win. Because you guys, this is all one big dick tour for her. It is she a dick tour. Give a shit about. This man's mother, as far as she is useful to her, it's fucking an exotic man. Exactly, and it, but no, I'm saying she doesn't care about Hamza's mother. She only no. cares about her in a way, or her sis, or his sister. She only cares about whether what's favorable to her to get what she wants. She only cares about what she wants in like this present moment. Wait, not Ugh. she doesn't even like think far down the road. And she's like, but I don't want her to know he had sex this time, even though it was really quick. Yeah, it was really so quick. It was bad. We've you goes that that moving the goalpost thing that I always talked about. We're moving the goalposts. We're moving the goalposts. So now she's suggested that she's she's already put out in his head that if they don't have sex before they're married, or if they don't have sex, she will not marry him to know. And so that's na- yeah. That's set. Now the goal. Now that was the goalpost. Now the goalpost is she needs to have mind blowing, just sex w- that she just sex and, that couples work months, years to yeah. create. And I don't know if you guys uh, are aware of just just the status of just sex in in the Middle East or Middle Eastern countries, especially Muslim countries. Things just aren't talked about. Like he he probably doesn't have access to porn. Um, yes, he's probably slept with people, but it's the sexual, sex, sexual. Beg sex. your pardon. Yeah, he may not but, even looked at it. What do you do? But I'm no, I'm saying it's not a cultural thing. It's like shame. How out do you of, get your willies? I, 
Can, I'm trying to make a point of this. What do you do? <laughs> Jack off to Bugs Bunny in a female dress? <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, I think that's okay. No, but I'm saying, but what I'm saying is just Middle Eastern culture. It's just not as it, it, they, sex just isn't talked about in the same way. Even if it's a quote unquote more forward thinking Muslim country like Tunisia, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yes, he's had sex with that many women, but it's not that he's going out every night and doing it because it would be looked down on. Yeah, and so. The, to just even talk about sex this way and the fact that they can't even speak the same language, he's just kind of like, you can just see him just, just not getting it. No. And um, so, but she doesn't tell him this shit. She just says, he needs to build up some stamina or this is going to be a problem. Meanwhile, Hamza says, I am happy. <laughs> Big boobies. 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 Big boobies. No, you have to say boobies because he says boobies. He does say boobies. Uh, so anyway, y'all, he did you notice when he was trying to clean up, he looked so good with his hair kind of mussed up. Yeah, it looked better. He's the hottest cast member this season. He's a very good looking guy. He's hot. I need he and Yusuf to fuck each other. <sighs> yeah. They're very hot. So y'all not only was she complicit in this, she now tells Hamza basically, go lie to your mother. And tell her nothing happened because I don't want her thinking bad things of me. And then she just kind of says, go. And I went, this guy, I will say, this guy's a fucking man child. He is. He's such a young boy. Like this guy, this is. So he says, go lie to her. Make me look good. Um, I don't want her to know we had sexy time. But she is in her in the moment. She's like, well, he was so quick. And to be honest, it was bad. It was bad. And so, uh, so he goes to talk to the mom. To Francis McDormand. She's like, don't tell her we. Yes. <laughs> That's me putting my <laughs> well, finger yeah. in and, and it, out. And he goes over there and he's like, mom, e- e- and e- the e- mother's e- sitting there and she's kind of like, hello. Y'all, she's this, got is, a, this is beautiful. She's got shot. a little bit of a of a working class Juliette Binoche to her. Juliette Binoche. That's yep. it. That's who she reminds me of. But Juliette Binoche usually plays uh, a little bit. She would, she would play characters who have a little bit more um, aristocratic. To well, if there's something about his mother, maybe Julia Binos in Chocolat. I think his mother is classically beautiful. Me too. She's just that type of. Beauty. But I'm saying Julia Binos rarely plays characters that have been beaten down. Yeah, yeah. But you never know. Um, but that's who she reminds me of. Thank you. And she, um, y'all, she's. She, 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 she's sitting at this I like, love his mother. modest table in the kitchen. There's like beautiful morning light. Like it's just, it almost feels like It feels a like film. it's in a play, too. Yes, it feels like it's in theater. And he, yes, and he She's walks, wringing her hands. Yeah. He walks in and she's sitting there and he said, um, Hi, Mom. Um, what are you doing? And she's like, Sitting. <laughs> just, just sitting. Just sitting. And he's like, Okay. And he's like, Well, uh, this would be um, it would be it would Juliette Binoche would play her or Meryl Streep if it was a big budget movie. Yes, yes, yes. And so the mom says, um, uh, "Well, I just um, I want everything to be traditional as we agreed." He says, "Well, mom, she came from far away and wanted to sleep with me." So he kind of blames her. He kind of blames her, and she said, uh, "He said." 
you know, you know, nothing happened. She's like, are and you she, mean to tell and me? And she just shakes her head. A yeah. man and a woman lied next to each other and nothing happened. Well, with this one, it did. <laughs> you would believe that it. That one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Not, you, you, would, you would believe it with us. My Juliet, your mom, your, sa- your daughter's safe with me. And so the mom, he says, no, nothing happened. And she said, stop lying to me and don't make me even more disappointed. And, he just, and then like a play... He just kind of sits there in silence, and the camera focuses on his nervous leg just twitching yep. up and down. And the cat's back there going, Meow. I saw it all. I saw it all. <laughs> I saw it all, and I'll tell you, it was some freaking cat. <laughs> so, y'all, he's a terrible liar. She and then go- Memphis walks in. This I about lost it. She's like, hey, hey, everybody happy? Everybody happy? Happy, pappy? And then the mother looks up kind of broke and wringing her hands going, what? What? What happened? Are you pregnant? Is that what you're saying? Like, that's her this? fear. And Hamza says, no, mom. She wants to know, are you happy? Are you happy? And she goes, yes. And she was happy. And then kind of fake smiles and went, happy. And I went, this is gut-wrenching. Well, this this broken American woman. This scene had pathos. This w- American woman comes into this family whose rules she doesn't even understand or doesn't even who, care about. Who already feels like an outlier family. Yeah. And she just goes, I don't give a shit about any of your and rules. It, so We're going to do things my way. If I want my dick, I'm going to get it. Because now what their mother is thinking, she's not even really thinking about herself. She's thinking... My kids already have been othered. Yep. They cannot other themselves more. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen to them? The pain that I went through, and y'all, let's get to that. Let's talk about that. So she says she's happy. And so... Um, so they're out touring. Yes. Memphis uh, and Hamza. And she says, me get exercise or me get fat. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, baby. No fat. You beautiful. Which is nice. So they're in the market. They're barely communicating. And you guys, uh, we had some people say, I don't know why Memphis, or I don't know why Hamza, he was like, he's always on his phone. He's not paying attention to Memphis. He's on his phone because he's translating shit to say to he's her. He's translating shit to say to her. And so, y'all, they, they go, they're walking around. It's beautiful where they are. And they go and they sit down. And she's like... I want to talk to you. Actually, it's going to be <laughs> yes. time. Uh, y'all, I think it's time. <laughs> the boy. Oh, I don't know where this one's going to go. This, I have a feeling this is going to go down into one of the most cringeworthy, cringeworthy scenes in Before the 90. Agreed. Let's take a little scene that we like to call reality gaze theater. <laughs> All right, I'll be playing the role of Hamza. You'll be playing Memphis. Yeah. It's not far off. Her voice has voice is great. It's gross. It's really uh infantile. Yeah, it is. I swear to God there was something about her from the first episode that in noise just horrifies me yeah with her with her the way she talks about it and and also it's it's just hard to watch her reenacting all the childhood trauma that she had out on these people who don't deserve it agreed agreed um all right so and action hey baby can you just sit hi boobies boobies what 
What? Yes, boobies. I know you like my boobies. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Beautiful. Thing, about my boobies. Can we talk about last night? Oh, wonderful. Last, last wonderful. night. Can we talk about the sex? Sexy time. I'm doing my fingers again. You know, that's with an the offensive whole, gesture. You know, the whole, uh, <laughs> uh, with the sex, you know, you um, you ejaculated quickly. Ejaculated. No, no understand. Ejaculated. You calmed. You know, no. no. Okay, you, um, um, you, no. uh, you know when an elephant, like, puts water in his trunk and it goes, Boo! and it sprays out? <laughs> you know, you did that oh, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. You, 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 you jizzed. I'm a sexy boy. You dick spit. I'm a sexy boy. You are a sexy boy, honey, but you, but you cummed real quick. You know, cum or... Uh, what what do they call it? You know, it? like man it? juice. You you didn't like it? No, it was too quick, baby. It was too quick. It, I need you. You need to your jizz juice needs to take longer. Okay. I don't need the I don't need okay. the peen nectar so quickly. So Pe- quickly. Peen nectar. Peen nectar. Yes, that's what it is. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. Okay. You have sexy time again? Yes. I I don't know. When we have sexy now? time. No, not now. This is public. When we have sex, the Schlong water needs to come out longer. Schlong water, you know, longer. schlong water. Longer, schlong, longer, yes. Schlong uh-huh. water. Yeah, uh-huh, your snake venom, snake yeah. venom. I don't want you to strike until long, until after a while. Not like a, not like a cobra, more like a python. They move slow. Got it. Then they lighter. Got it. Just, I need you to drill me down. Do you know drill, honey? Just, Long time, long time, okay? Boobies? And <laughs> sing. Uh, y'all. I don't know how many more times she could say the word ejaculation. She kept saying, you come fast. You, and he was just like, now, number one, and I'm not saying that men are fragile about this kind of stuff, but we are. And he kind of wasn't. He didn't understand. I don't think he understood. But when the producer later brought it up to him, he said... He went, uh, I, I think the last time I had sex with a woman was... And he probably doesn't masturbate. He's like, so the last time I had sex with a woman was eight months ago. But he also said, what a beautiful thing to say about somebody. He said, I couldn't contain myself because yeah. she's so beautiful. It's just that there are so many ways this could have been brought up. And none of them are on camera. And, 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 and there were so many ways to talk about this in a way that says, maybe we could take some more time. Um, Jake, what did you just say? (laughs) What are the sentence you just said? You just said there's so many ways to what? That we could talk about. Oh, they can't talk to each other. But I'm saying it's still ridiculous for us to say, you need to come slower. No, because again, it's not, it's all about her. Yeah, it's not about y'all. If I was with a guy who came too quick, and believe me, it's happened. <laughs> Once you know, they get a little ginger snapped. Oh, and they just, it's just there's woo! there's one guy I'm with, and he's just choice cut, just the best penis. But his 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 weakness is he can't last very long, and I think I'm the reason. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. The reason for the season, as they say. Yeah. But anyway, um, he basically. But says, no. But there's ways to say. I think I would definitely yeah. either have a conversation or in the moment I would just say, no, 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 I'm not ready yet. I just right. love being with you. Whatever. Now, 
Poodle and, never did that. Give it to me now. And, My hole is thirsty. <laughs> I can never be satisfied. My anus is parched. <laughs> Hopefully we just reality gained someone yes, with yes, my hole yes. is thirsty. <laughs> Spray my prostrate. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Treat it like a punching bag. Pachum, pachum, pachum. In the same breath, he says, so, she says, have you ever fucked a girl at your house besides me? Like, this is some type of badge of honor? No. This is when we get into this area of, like, her, ugh. It's and he's so like, no. gross. He says, no, I haven't. Only you. She's like, oh. But she needs to be validated. So this she is does. Thing. And then, then she's like, so I need your mother to understand that I'm a good person. He's like, yeah, she's mad. Yeah, she's mad. Yeah. She's like, no, no mad, no mad. He's like, well, she's mad. And he's like, she says, my thing is, I don't want, I don't want her as mother to think bad of me. However, if we can't share a bed, we cannot build intimacy. Again, <sighs> this is all on her terms. Yeah. Because she's decided I've had No, I will say I've had a marriage. I will say he did lie to her. He did tell her it was fine for her to sleep in the bed. That's true. So we have to remember That is true. So she might not have come over at all, although that I is doubt true. it. So it, it is shitty on him. He did but y'all yeah. not as an excuse. He's a man child. He's gonna tell her things she wants to hear. Just for to the get her boobies. The relationship. Her boobies. Yep. Now the next scene, they are gutting fish, and she cannot this, handle it. I love this, but y'all, because Memphis is like, I got to do whatever the fuck. Because I fucked her son in his bed, and mom's pissed, <laughs> and I got to fucking gut a fish. And y'all, Tunisian Juliette Binoche is like, this is how it's done. This is how and it's done. And she's like ripping there. And then you see Memphis take a butter knife and try to scale that try fish. To, yeah, she's like, yeah. Did you, ever this- have to, did you ever clean fish as a kid? Oh, I, I did. hated it. I didn't like it either. Shocker. <laughs> My grandpa would usually do it. Because you're like, oh, Pappy, please it, don't make me do that. It was, you know, for me, it wasn't the touching of the fish. It was the smell. Mm. They just smelled so fishy. We were just, delicate boys, y'all. We weren't made we to were. do things like that. Poodle would catch a fish and then try to throw it back in his wishing well. <laughs> <laughs> Son, that well is dry at the bottom. You know what? One oh, day, well. if you own a house or either rent I'm a building house, a wishing well. You need a wishing well. If I can just stare into it. Mm. A little fill it with like, wishing well. <laughs> can you tell me your secrets? Like a little koi pond. The way I tell you mine. The one that you said, I think they remodeled it sadly, but remember that house on Larchmont used yeah. to have one? I think they tore it. I had that wishing well. I would have, that wishing well held so many secrets I would tell that well. I know. No. Ooh, boy. Now the wish, the, sometimes the wishing well will go, didn't need to know yeah. that. Yeah, it's kind of like that translator. <laughs> Mike and Emmett please stop. Like the cats. I've seen too yeah. much. Ugh. So uh, she's, the homeless mother says, if she can't cook fish, what is she going to do? My son's going to starve to, can you do the, can you do couscous? Pasta. And so she's, uh, so mom is just saying, like, look what you did to this fish. So they're sitting there eating. They cut to Juliet Binoche picking a bone out of her mouth, <laughs> which was chef's kiss. It is wonderful. Now, Mama Hamza, she's, we're, they're kind of sitting there and you think everything's okay. And Mama Hamza says, 
So let's talk about yesterday. So let's talk about yesterday. You were supposed to be here, but you wound up in there. There. (laughs) Tonight, I need you to be here. Here. And you in there. there. (laughs) Now, to Memphis's credit, she says yes. I will do that. Because this is some bold-faced confrontation. And I love it. Will they keep it? I doubt it. I think they'll break it. And y'all, if you get up in the middle of the night and go fuck your girlfriend, mom's going to know. Yep. Mom's going to, they all. And what's know. more, that cat's going to know. The cat's going to tell her <laughs> mother. <laughs> um, so they, and my, and he, she, mom says, I need to talk with her. And I need you to ask her why she divorced the two men before, before you. I need to know. And so she said, I don't know why she thinks I've only been been married twice because I have a man because I guess it was better for him to say you've had went, two marriages instead of you had children out of wedlock. Yeah. I said, I bet Hamza lied. Yeah. Or he didn't understand what you fucking right. said. Well, and I think this is this is complete ignorance of on her on Memphis's part of coming into a culture where she was just thinking she was just going to share uh just gonna be like here's my life deal with it i mean y'all it is a blessing that we i mean i know we have our problems but there are it is we are very advantaged that we live in a country uh the u.s or even if you live in canada like that we live in a country where people can generally for the most part about Unless you're a woman in Texas, you yeah. have freedom over your life, and you can, you can live your life. And well, it's people, not a not a state based. We don't have a state based religion yet. Yet, and uh, separation of church and state, y'all. And but this is this is a completely. So I get that there's no way for you to even fathom this, but at the same time, you're so right. Do your research, talk to other people, like learn what this is about. Like this isn't just like with like Brittany and Yazan, where she's no. like, they don't understand me. No, y'all. People get imprisoned in certain countries. People get hurt. Yeah. Like people, this woman gets shunned from yeah. society no, because she's divorced. This is absolute dick colonizing. Yes. She's coming over there with no, she's just trying to put a stake in that dick. And yes. She's going to take that dick back with her. Doesn't matter what happens to anybody else. She doesn't give a shit about anyone else's rules. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about staking some dick. <laughs> sorry. I really. But no, really... you're, you're right. And she says, I, she was talking about this and she says, uh, and, and uh, uh, Memphis says, it wasn't a good marriage. We were more like friends. And, and she's like, okay. Well, and Hamza. But, you have Hamza translating, who doesn't speak English, so he looks at mom and says, they were friends. <laughs> now. Which doesn't make sense. Now, and so Mama Hamza says, you know, I'm, I'm worried that you will divorce my son because my husband was unfaithful and left to go, to go with another woman. And she starts crying. Yeah. Not just, this not was just, hard to watch. She just starts crying. And, and Memphis goes, oh, she's sad. <laughs> and I was like, you have a nurse practitioner degree in mental health, and you just said, she's sad. 
I, but y'all, we find out they did an interview with Hamza's with uh, Juliet Binoche, um, with his mother, and she talks about how she it was so hard for her to raise now raise two two kids on her on her own because a lot of times in these cultures, if a man leaves his wife. They start a whole new family and they forget about their kids and everything. Yep. She had to do everything on her own where women make less than men. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not... It's hard for her. She said before it was hard for her to get a job. This is, yeah, this is not fucking, you know, this is not she-devil no. or whatever. Like, our first watch in chat. I like it how you're treating it like she-devil's normal. But like, I think that some people think, well, you just get up and do it. And you yeah. just make, this is not that situation. And she is just so wrought by this. It broke my heart that that's what her biggest fear is. Yeah. The the most. This, that this will happen to her children. The worst thing about this is just how cavalier Memphis is of coming into this family and not really thinking about the consequences of anything what she's doing. Yeah. I bet that they were going to put her on the other way. And then, oh wait, no, because she's not moving. No, she's just that's why. I'm no, she's here court. to pick up her dick, and she's gonna leave. They're gonna get married. She's gonna take her dick back. Who do you, so we're five episodes in now? Who do you think of all these couples has the best chance of being on Ninety Day Fiance? I still say Mike and Jimena. I guess that would be because I, I I don't really think Mike and Jimena, but then I can't think of anybody else. Maybe Gino and Jasmine only. Oh, I love that. Only because Gino is so beat down, I could see her yeah. convincing him to do it. Maybe. Although I don't think she seems like she really wants to live in America. Yeah, she loves Panama. Panama. Mm. Anyway, uh, I think I don't. They're going to explode. It'll and it'll be Memphis who who uh, who decides she's, she's done with Hamza. It's not going to be the other way. Oh, it's going to be just like Brittany did to Yazan. Yep. Where Brittany was like, they wronged me, da da yep. da. Yeah. Yep. Um, can we talk about Johnny and Ella? Ella, Ella, Ella. Uh, we start with Johnny. They're, they're separated. Yeah, they're kind of separated out. Yeah, we start with, because they're separated because. God, I keep Johnny. them separated. So, um, yes. Can I just say something? The music that always plays before Johnny's segments, it's always like. Asian inspired music. Yeah, it's always Chinese sounding music. Chinese, Chinese sounding music, yes. But it's it's always like to like some type of dance mix. It kind of <laughs> sounds like the music that they used to play from like um Street Fighter. Yeah. Whenever like the 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 all the Chinese well, they wouldn't say Chinese, they were just blanketed yeah. Asian, then those characters would come out. I think Chun Li was Chinese. She was yeah. Chinese, yeah. She was my favorite. She wasn't she the one that had the little hair braids and then yes. she'd spin upside down and kick you? Yep. I wonder if those Street Fighter movies are good. I don't know. I don't think they are. Um, this is me trying to move on. Okay. Uh so Johnny is I actually like Johnny. I love Johnny. Me too. I forgot about Johnny when we were talking. Like I I just love the energy of him. I like him. Mm-hmm. And um he just seems like a, he just seems like a normal guy. Yeah, uh, he's with his son Stony, and they're fishing, and he's waiting for the travel visa to go to Singapore. Stony says, "I'm five and I like ice cream." Me Se- too. I'm I'm thirty five and I like ice cream. Plus ten. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I like 
liked it when uh, Johnny was teaching Sony just like English phrases. It was, and just like playing in, and this is how quickly children will pick things up. Walking through water, they just say it. Walking, and so he he describes. I'm glad that they gave this moment to give clarity because some people are like, I can't believe he wants to live as kid and da da da. And he says it's very common for the grandparents to take care of grandkids it is. Yeah. in China, especially when y'all. So like parents, when he goes off and works he, in the factory, yeah, this is not like the USA. Where people work forty-hour work weeks. No, you stay there at the place. You stay there. You don't get weekends off. Yep. You go and you work for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to yep. make money to provide for your. Then family. you go back and you're on like a vacation. Yeah. Sorry, you, y'all. You stay at the. You stay at your work. Yes, it's different. It's just not the same. So again, there's that. So he only has a few did days you, to be with his son. Did you ever hear those reports with some This American Life about Foxconn? The Chinese company where the, the the quality of life people were people were jumping off buildings. Um, the guy who did it was now said that he stretched some of the story, but it it was the first kind of expose on life in those Chinese big workhouses of tech and things like that. That that is all that are in the bigger cities. Wow. Yeah, it's a tough way of life. And, so <laughs> and Apple's the first three trillion dollar company in the world. Yep. So anyway, they are. He's talking, say, saying, "I feel really guilty about leaving Stony for this long. I already can't spend a lot of time with him, but this is the only way I I'm going to be able to see if if at least he's not taking his kid to meet Ella. No. Um. So y'all, but y'all, it's not like he gets time off again. So this is why he's quitting his yeah. job. So he's with with his mom and dad. He's frying shrimp, and of course, like a good mother, she's like, "Don't oh, don't crowd the pan. Don't crowd the pan." They're making dumplings, and mom does say, "Now, now, Johnny, you already have a failed marriage, so you need to be careful." And he says, Bella. He, he wants to take care of his parents because his parents are taking care of his son." And he's, he said several times, "His parents are getting older, yeah. and he worries about just their health." And then, and then. Getting along. Where his mother is like, yes, you need to be cautious. And then Johnny said, but mom, did you know why my first marriage failed? And mom's like this, poker face. What? He's like, say it. Yeah, I think it's because. Parental the, involvement. The problems, yes, with the mother-in-law. And they had a hard, the parent, his parents argued with He said, my wife. mom and ex-wife were always fighting. So now we see. Oh, this is probably why Johnny's thinking about making a big move because she's like, did you hear him say? Because if you don't know each other's language, you can't have yeah. conflict. Yeah, because mom's like, what if I find? He's like, I'm always a translator, so I. Always, you know what? It's kind it's of brilliant, genius. and it made me laugh. Um. Anyway, so mom says, why don't you date a Chinese woman? A Chinese wife is here, and he does say he's like, the reason why it's hard for me to find a Chinese woman is, Wait, I, already I have- just want to clarify something. It, the reason Poodle's about to give is not like when Memphis says, it's just so hard to find guys to date here. No. So I've got to go. <laughs> I had to go on like TanzaniaHotties.com or <laughs> it or uh, fucking, what is it, Gabby? It's just, I'm a high maintenance woman. It's really hard to, so no, no, I no. had to go to PrisonMen.com to find a man. This is because Explain of the, the, of real the policy, reason. the Chinese government policy of one child because of the overpopulation was happening. Uh, it's now not as much. They've, they've relaxed that quite a bit. But uh, for, it was very, yeah, one child and 
Y'all, they preferred it to be male. Yeah. Which so is why he a already of, has a son. This is why, for some of you Carl's wife, they didn't know this. This is why there was a huge uptick in adoptions of Chinese girls. Yes. Because they were stuck in orphanages. Yes. Because families had to give away their child. Yep. Because A, if they got pregnant again, or B, so they could have a son because sons could work mm-hmm. and take care of them if they're older. If they had a daughter, they were fucked. Yep. This is his reasoning of wanting yeah. to go to America and find a date. <laughs> but you know what? Memphis, it's hard for her to date, too. Ooh. So uh, he's, he basically says, and mom, the mom says, so how are you going to support us? How will you get a job? And, uh, and she's like, it's fine. She's like, and the last thing the mom says is, I'm worried about you. I think you should stay in China. Y'all. You, and you, she you said, said that and this. I went, he ain't leaving. You don't go against your mama. You don't Especially go against your mama. Especially a mama who's giving you side eye like that the whole time. And a mama who's taking care of your child. Yeah. yeah. Y'all. He ain't so let's leaving. go to Ella. Um, she's There's waiting. a better chance of Jihoon traveling to see Devin than Johnny going, oh, Jihoon and Devin. Oh, those were, that was a different time. I'm sad that they had a kid because he really got a gift of not being married to her. Right. But now that poor kid. Oh, she's an absolute nightmare on social media, too. Oh. She's a raging narcissist. So, y'all, um, uh, Ella is waiting for the visa. And she's like, she's going to the gym. She's like, before I got here, I, I said, I want to lose 10 pounds, at least 10, hopefully 20. And, and I went, uh, you don't know your clear goals. You're just well, little... it's interesting because she gets to Planet Fitness. And what, what do we always say? You don't get buff at Planet Fitness, y'all. Yeah, you maybe can't she get can lose some weight, though. But, but, you, just, but you don't get buff at Planet Fitness. But here's the deal. But I wanna, before she got <clears> to the gym, Ella said something that I just, y'all, you're not going to believe me when I say this. You are not going to believe me when I say this. So I'm telling, especially if you are a woman of a bigger size. I think you, I wrote the same thing down. You are down. not going to believe me when I'm telling you this. And I'm going to tell you, I promise you, believe me when I say this. If you are slimmer that does not mean men will be into you. Amen. I promise you. I promise you. I did the same thing. I moved out here to California. And I thought I would go to these gay bars. I would see these go-go boys. I would give these go-go boys a few of my dollars. I might sleep with a couple of these go-go boys because I gave them my credit card number. Whatever. We don't need to know the details. But yeah. I will say... I beat myself up all the time thinking I'm I wasn't with somebody because you were I, overweight. I was overweight and I wasn't this huge big buff gym queen. It doesn't when I started dating and people started being interested in me is when I found when I loved myself and mm-hmm. I loved the person that I was. It immediate there is a direct correlation of people being attracted to me. Yeah, don't that's, you see the difference? I totally, too? Yep. And I'm telling you if Ella was if Ella truly like, because you can tell she is broken. Yeah, self self love is what's missing. And I'm telling y'all, if you can tell yourself, read read your own read your own books or do the work that you need to do. Tell your self doubt to go fuck itself yep. in a corner with your dildo. Whatever, because, because what you're what you're she's broken, but what she's going to be. 10 to 20 pounds if she loses 10 to 20 she's gonna be a broken person who's less than who's lost 20 pounds yes and you can still look like i mean i've 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 lost a certain amount of weight but but i feel 
it, it doesn't matter if you're the same person inside. You're the same you're gonna person You're going to always feel inside. like that you're not skinny enough because there is no amount of weight loss that's going to make you whole. No. It's going to make you feel and, better about it. The only work you, the only, that may change the outside. I promise you, unless you do the work on it, you're going to still feel exactly the same. It's why when a lot of people have, they don't do this, and it's a state by state thing, and sadly they don't do it in a lot of states, but in California and some other states, they require people that have weight loss, gastric bypass and things like that to go to therapy. Yeah. Because it's been found people that don't do that a lot they could lose a bunch of weight, and then they end up being so – they have all the same – I have a really good friend who she had a popular podcast that was about – she actually was more confident when she was – and she was she was big like – she was about Ella's size. Mm-hmm. She now has lost like 200 pounds. Yeah. She, but she had a podcast. It was really popular when it was bigger. Well, the whole – I forgot what the podcast is called. It was called like uh, – dating fat or fat day it was about being fat and dating yeah i'm using the word fat because that was the word yeah that's the way people um she lost all the weight and suddenly no one wanted to listen to her podcast anymore Mm -hmm. and she was like who am i i don't know and she actually lost so much confidence and had to regain that back being slim yeah so it's such a good example and i but i just want to talk about weight loss goals I think it was so great that the trainer said, what are your fitness goals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, she didn't correct Ella when she's like, I want to lose 10 pounds. And when I talked with my trainer and when I – they're like, what do you want? Do you want to be stronger? Do you – yes, obviously, you want to take down some of your weight. Where do you – where do you want to – what do you – what do you – how do you want to feel about yourself? How yeah. do you – how do you want to – what do you – what are you looking for? And uh, I always say, and what we, what my, my working with my trainer is like, what we, the, the goals that I, he's like, so you're telling me you want to be healthy. You want to be at your healthiest. You want to be strong. You want to have your, you want to have, you want kind of avoid pain and things like that. Yes. He's like, because all of the other goals will be taken care of by those. Yes. It's like, so when you're saying I want to lose this much in a weight, he's like, that won't, it won't satisfy you. And it's not really something to work towards. So it's like, you know, I got, when I first started doing Pilates, I told my Pilates teacher, I noticed when I put my shoes on in the morning, um, I have to sit down to put my shoes on. I kind of want to be able to like put my shoes up and lift a leg up and have the balance. That's a great goal. And, and guess what? I felt so great the first time I did that. Mm -hmm. And so things like that, activities you can do, not pounds anyway. Yep. Yep. We Um, should break to a commercial and say, we're sponsored by Weight Watchers or something (laughs) like that. Or or Noom or something, but we're not. But but no, what I was going to say is, uh, but again, I just want to reiterate what you said. It's unless you It broke my heart when she said that and she believed it. Unless you change how, unless you change what's inside it's not going to matter how much you lose. No. Again, I can't say that enough. And you're right. I believe us, y'all. Even when you lose weight, you might feel great. The same demons are going to come back. They I are. Was, I, I was down. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm thinner than I was, but I'm also, I, I'm heavier than I was too. I've been thinner. Um, but I feel stronger at this weight. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a slower process of me figuring out like I was when I was like in the 160s, I felt I I was very very thin, but I wasn't really happier. Mm-hmm. 
It nothing nothing changes. Yeah. So it only it's only it's only it's y'all. If you think you can get through this life without working on yourself, and you think you're going to be happy without working on yourself, you're not. You're you're incorrect. I'm telling you now, it takes a lot. And I'm telling you now because I've seen this with my father. Y'all, this is true. If you don't work on your childhood trauma, it will take you out. Mm-hmm. It will take in. I mean. And that when you get older, you won't be able to deal with the things life throws at yeah. you. Or you'll be like Mother Poodle and have so much anxiety at the end of the at the end of the trip, you can't enjoy any of it. And when things happen, body breaking down, things like that, her, I'm telling you that it'll take you out. It'll take you out. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> that's a show. No, I'm kidding. No, no let's just wait to the end. So you guys, she gets a call uh, or she gets a text. Johnny's visa has been denied. For the yes. Singapore visa. She's, of course, devastated because it's the one thing she's been working toward. Well, she also said, the thing is, I like Ella. I actually like Ella. I know that, like, like I said on the live show, people are like, she's fetishizing Johnny. I'm like, eh, Johnny's fetishizing her. Like, I kind of give them, it's, I don't love to see that, but at the same time, I'm like, I both give them a pass on yeah. that. Not a pass, but whatever. But she even said about Johnny, we said this earlier, she said, and this is going to be hard for her. She said, I'm worried that Johnny's not being very direct. I'm worried that he's trying to be polite and not – he doesn't want to affect me or ruffle any of my feathers. So she's worried that he's not – that's very good of her to realize because that is Johnny. That yep. is – that's part of his culture is to not be direct. Right. And that's going to be the worst thing for her because she's just going to be second-guessing herself so bad and i do feel for ella because she also said i remember this too y'all it was i remember uh ella said she often leaves the gym because she feels like people are staring at her and so that broke my heart too and i know that like the thing that helped me a lot going to gym honestly is when we went to that boot camp Mm -hmm. because i'd been to gyms before by myself and y'all and i know you're probably thinking matt y'all because we're Poodle and I have a little pounds, but we're not like obese and like we don't get. And I understand that's we're my, not we're not super. I have family members that we're are not obese. O- we're not over a hundred pounds. Yes, obese. I've had family members I go out with that will get stared at and things mm-hmm. like that. And so people, when I was a little kid, used to stare at my dad, and people would make fact jokes about him and stuff like that, and call him a plumber, lazy plumber, and all that kind of shit. And um, was lazy plumber something people threw around? Yeah, I, plumber used to be like a joke job because a plumber's crack and all mm-hmm. that it was seen as a joke job but my dad never hurt for money and so there you go there you go as he said everybody's always going to keep shitting and i'm going to have to deal with it wow and anyway but i just want to say the whole um this idea though that um well shit i forgot i was gonna say oh well that's the show well there we go we ended on the- so oh 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 with ella um Go with a buddy. That was I. We I would go to the gym. I don't know how you would feel, but I. But no, it was much easier to go when with you're a else. feminine boy. You go to a gym, which is what like, do you mean a feminine boy? No, but for gay men, that's where a lot of gay men go to. Um, uh, y'all, just to give you a little bit of history, a lot of this gym gay culture started happening. Didn't start happening until the sixties and seventies and eighties. Eighties, really, late seventies and eighties, when men started getting HIV and AIDS, and they would look frail and weak. And so, men did a lot of that. This big bulking up to like look strong, right? Well, so now that and because it fetishized 
uh, the body, the body, masculinity. And so, and to be hyper and y'all, I can't tell you how many times of clients I've seen therapy, big buff gay guys who always say like, they're the first person that said it. I think I built up this muscular exterior to hide the inside. And that's great. I'm glad that a lot of them had said it because they're not alone in that. But it was just, I just, the whole point of this, if you're scared of going to the gym like Ella, go with a buddy. Because when, when I went to a boot camp class and the trainer asked all of us, who's a beautiful Argentinian man named Bernardo, who I know has a huge dick. Huge. Huge. And he's beautiful and buff. And he asked everybody, what did they eat for breakfast that morning before they came? And Jake said, I think a hard-boiled egg. I said an apple and half of a muffin. I ate the whole muffin. And then this little twink besides us looks right at Bernardo. What does he say, poodle? Gum. And just smacks his gum with his 0% body fat. It's good to have your best girlfriend in the gym to look to make you. I just went. We just looked at each other and we felt a lot less alone. So go to the gym with a friend. A lot yeah. of you are doing January New Year's resolutions. And, and the other thing I could say, all of your, if you want to do New Year's resolutions, I, I've read this today. Make routines, not resolutions. Yeah, everybody's. I loved that. Really, uh, was that? Did you see what's her name's Instagram? Who? Reese Witherspoons, she talked. Every- oh, no, I saw that somewhere. Well, everybody's reading that new book, Atomic Habits. That book oh. is everywhere right now. It's but no, I was that. just going to say, if you're going to, I would say, instead of pounds, talk about healthy, healthy routines. You, If you're you're doing something for yourself that's, that, that, that's, that is a, that'll make you feel healthier, to feel better about yourself, if you're, if you're not, you don't have to see it on the scale, maybe. Make yeah. something you can do to better yourself that's going to make you feel healthier. Maybe it's diet related. Maybe it's cardio related. But some, just think about it feeling better instead of being obsessed with numbers on a scale. Yes. And if you do have to go to a gym alone, although a lot of people aren't going to gyms right now, but if you had to go to a place where you feel like people are watching you, y'all, I, I had two friends today. They they bought, went to the live show and they bought shirts of us. I'm not saying you have to buy a shirt, but you can't. You, you need to buy a shirt because I'm not, I don't want to carry that shit around. My shoulder hurts. <laughs> but, but, but if you do get a shirt, that says, I'm not as young as I used to be. It says keep going Queens. Or if you don't have a shirt, just know if we're in your ears that you are not alone. And who, you are not alone. Who cares if those people are staring at you? You are not alone. We can't sing that song anymore. That's true. We sang that in show choir, though. Dennis no, Gothard did a this, solo on that. This, it was really good. With his nub. He did have a pretty, with his nub. Anyway, you are not alone. We're there with you wherever you are. We call these people Lonely Heart. Oh, wait, I have another announcement. <laughs> no. Uh, this no. is a long show. I forgot. This show is four hours long. I need to tell you something, and I've been... I've, <sighs> I briefly mentioned this, but I need to tell you this because tomorrow when we podcast, I'm going to show up to podcast with you and I'm going to have Invisalign. Adult braces. (laughs) Actually, that's not adult braces. I'm getting Invisalign. So just know there's going to be these little clear knobs on my teeth. You don't have to wear them when we podcast. I'm supposed to wear it 20 hours a day. 20? Yes. And the longer I, the more I take it off, the longer. So I'm going to have to podcast with Invisalign and it's going to affect the way I speak. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will already start thinking of things to say. <laughs> I told you all this on the air because I worried if I didn't tell you to show you would scream in my face. <laughs> hmm. 
Hmm. <laughs> hmm. So we call these people lonely hearts because aren't we all just lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong places, y'all? Yes. <laughs> and if you have a problem with your boyfriend's jizz cannon, <laughs> that he might be he might be spurting it into you too soon too like soon. a sprinkler. Call, call us. us. fights are unavoidable but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale that's the reality for brothers prince william and prince harry they were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties wondry's podcast dis and tell is hosted by comedians sydney battle and matt belisai each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 